Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and today is August 23rd, 2016, coming at you a little bit later in the day, if you listen to the podcast uh, at night or on your commute home, you probably don't notice a thing. But uh, busy morning today uh, over in OMD land, so I am coming to you uh, a little bit later in the afternoon, but still providing the same great show. And you can get this same great show on your iTunes-enabled listening device or on any listening device automatically by subscribing to the podcast. You can do that on iTunes. Uh, by searching Locked On Magic. You can also do that on Audio Boom and Stitcher. And where applicable, please feel free to give us a five-star rating. Uh, four stars are okay. Five stars are better. Uh, five-star rating as well as leave your comments and and uh, and share the love of Locked On Magic with everyone around the web. We truly appreciate all the interaction. Our mini mailbags are fantastic. Uh, uh, the response that I get for the podcast is amazing. And so I really appreciate it. And uh, hope that uh, you guys can continue to spread the love about uh, about Locked On Magic. And uh, as we get ready for the season, get everyone hooked on Magic, on Locked On Magic, of course. Uh, uh, I think that's that, that should do it for my puns for today. Uh, being a late show, I'll try and get through this quickly. On today's show, we will be talking about our position ranking series that continues over on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I'll be looking at the top five point guards in the league, and then I'll also talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference and what a mess it is. It is a mess, and there are burning questions about just about every team uh, in the Eastern Conference. But before we get started, like I said on yesterday's show, basketball never sleeps. The Olympics are over, but we still got some work to do uh, for the rest of the season before training camp starts, and yes, we are going to have competitive Pretty high-level basketball. Not the highest level, but pretty pretty high-level basketball. All the way up until the week before training camp begins. Uh, just so everyone knows, the, the Olympics are over. The main crux of basketball summer is over. You won't be seeing a lot of the NBA going on right now. It's going to get very, very quiet. Uh, don't be surprised if you see this podcast go, go to every other day, uh, maybe, possibly. I don't know. Uh, but... There are still some things that, that are going to happen and some things that will leak out. Uh, Bismack Biombo is getting ready to do a basketball camp in Africa for Basketball Without Borders. That should be really, really excited. I'll provide some details on that up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, we've also got uh, players back in town. A lot of a few of them have begun trickling in. There's the video on Orlando Magic's Twitter feed of C.J. Watson competing in a three-point shootout with a YouTube star. Uh, Evan Fournier has been posting on Snapchat some of his workouts and some of his uh, adventures with his dog Simba around uh, Winter Park. Uh, be sure to check that out. Evan Fournier is a, a good Snapchatter, I, I think. Uh, he he uh, definitely uh, does not does lets us into his life a little bit, and he's a and he's a cool guy. So uh, I, I definitely check that out. Uh, 
we saw Serge Ibaka and Steven Zimmerman were working out. Uh, it looked like they were working out in Orlando as well. So some players are already in town. They'll do informal pickup games, informal workouts together. Uh, there's some there's some secret team bonding going on uh, these days that that don't necessarily get out. This is this is a really not the most important part of the year, but but still an important part of the year as we get ready for the season to begin and training camp to open at the end of September. But the main focus, I guess, of the basketball world and 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 for Magic fans perhaps is going to be in Eastern Europe. Why Eastern Europe? Beginning August thirty first, so about a week from today, probably a week from when you are listening to this. Europe EuroBasket qualifying for next year's EuroBasket, which will take place in four countries: uh, Israel, Turkey. Let me let me make sure I get these right. Uh, Rom- Romania. Hold on. Let me let me make sure I have these right. Israel, Finland, Turkey, and Romania. Uh, we'll host Eurobasket next next year. The teams that qualified for the Olympics were automatically qualified for uh, next year's tournament. So Mario Hazonia and Croatia will play in that tournament. Uh, supposedly, Evan Fournier will be back with the French national team next year for that tournament as well. Uh, but Montenegro, Nikola Vucevic and Montenegro still have to qualify. And so they will play uh, a series of, uh, I think it's five ga- uh, six games uh, over the next Next month, over the next two, three weeks, beginning August 31st and ending September 17th, again, about a week before training camp begins. Uh, Vucevic has already been in Montenegro prepping for the team. It's his first time playing for the national team since 2013. They are the favorites to win the group. They're in a group with the Republic of Georgia, which could give them some problems. I don't believe Zaza Pachulia is playing for them, which certainly helps, uh, helps Montenegro's case a little bit more. Uh, but They'll be they'll be qualifying and playing in that tournament. Uh, Vucevic appears to be playing uh, very very well um, early on. They've they've had some friendlies already. They won their first five friendlies, uh, defeating Hungary and Switzerland, and then uh, beating Macedonia late last week. Uh, Vucevic had 19 points and 10 rebounds in that game. He seems to be putting up those kind of numbers. Uh, they finished second in the tur- tournament. Uh, they, they played Bosnia and Herzegovina and beat them, but fell to Belgium in overtime on Friday in the tournament final. He had six, Vucevic had 16 points. Uh, and so Montenegro seems to be rounding themselves into shape with the opportunity to qualify for Eurobasket. All they have to do is win their group. Uh, their group consists of, ah, shoot, I can probably find this very, very quickly. Uh, the Slovak Republic, Georgia, and Albania. They'll play them each twice, once at home, once on the road. Uh, and the winner of the group will advance to Eurobasket. Like I said, Montenegro is the favorite. Vucevic is solidly the starting center. It doesn't look like he's taking a ton of threes, but putting up similar similar production that we see in the NBA, scoring a lot, rebounding a lot, which is good to see that he's kept that level. Uh, if we can find a stream, I'd love to watch it and see how he's improved. He is the anchor, the star of that team. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how Montenegro performs. I expect them to win and to advance uh, in Eurobasket uh, to next year's tournament. Again, those games start August 31st. The final game, <clears throat> excuse me, for Montenegro is September 17th. Training camp will begin about a week later. So that will take us all the way up until the beginning of basketball. So just hang on, folks. We're almost there. Almost there, I promise. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to get a couple of these games on a stream or somewhere online. Uh, so that we can watch Nikola Vucevic play and get an update on him as as he faces a very difficult and interesting season uh, for for his career, really, with, with Bismack Biombo and Serge Ibaka 
in place to help him out on the defensive end. Like I said, though, uh, it being the offseason, it being almost the beginning of the season, we are continuing our series uh, looking at NBA position rankings around the league and where the Magic fit into those. And obviously, point guard is a very important position. Probably, I mean, To me, they're the two most important positions on the floor are point guard and center. You don't necessarily need them to be your best player, but they need to be solid players. And I think what is happening in this league what what's happened in this league is those two positions have become completely indispensable. So when I say, you know, the Magic have to give Alfred Payton a chance, it's essentially because you can't do anything with that position if you think you have a solid option until you have the replacement in place. It's the same thought that I had with Nikola Vucevic. I like Nikola Vucevic. He's a good center, good scorer, but he doesn't quite fit what you need, but you can't just trade him to trade him. You need a better option in place. You need someone that you can trust to hold down that spot in that starting lineup uh, to to before you move on from him because Vucevic is good in his own right. And I think Peyton can be too. Obviously, last year was a difficult season for Alfred Peyton. He struggled uh, kind of hitting that same kind of consistency level and really his, his stats stagnated. Uh, and where Peyton really dropped off was his defense. Uh, his defense definitely took a, a, a major step back last last year. And uh, that, that was frustrating to see from him. So how does he get up to that elite level? That's going to be the question that will beg and answer all season. But let's get down to our countdown. The top five point guards in the league. Number five for me, and, and our Ryan Doyle uh, has his list up on uh, OrlandoMagicDaily.com, but number five for me is Kyle Lowry uh, of the Toronto Raptors. I don't think Kyle Lowry gets the kind of respect that he deserves as a point guard in this league and and what he's done in Toronto. I mean, think of it this way. The Toronto Raptors made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and most people would agree Kyle Lowry struggled shooting for most of the playoffs. Maybe they would have beaten Indiana a lot easier if he were shooting better, and certainly he needed to shoot better. But his leadership and his defensive ability especially make him invaluable. Look at what happened at the Olympics. Kyle Lowry was more valuable than Kyrie Irving in many stretches. When the U.S. was struggling, they put Kyle Lowry in the game with Jimmy Butler and Paul George, and they became a defensive vice. Yes, Kyle Lowry's shooting, he's a he's on balance a very good shooter, but he, he can obviously go through stretches where he struggles to score. Uh, he, but he is a very good leader. He's developed into a very good leader. He wasn't that way at the beginning of his career. And he's one of the uh, one of the top players in this league. I'm a big Kyle Lowry fan. I I've been very impressed to see his transformation. I'm a big believer in the Toronto Raptors. To be frank, uh, I, I'm very high on them entering this season. I think they'll they'll match a lot of what they did last year. Although losing Biombo, I think is going to hurt them coming off the bench. Uh, uh, and I'm very excited to see what Lowry has in store for an encore. Certainly, you can argue uh, who Ryan who Ryan argued was number five and John Wall. Very exciting player. Uh, you can also argue Damian Lillard. I think they're all in that group at five, six, and seven. I'm taking Lowry based on what he did last year. I think he'll match it again this year and have another very, very good season. To the top four, number four, I have Kyrie Irving. The champion made the big shot uh, in the NBA Finals. He really emerged. But to me, the problem with Kyrie Irving is he's not really a point guard. He's really a shooting guard. I mean, let's 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 be real. He, he he's He's a decent distributor, 
But again, you could kind of see this in the Olympics. He's out to score for himself, and he needs the ball in his hands, and he's got to dribble a lot. He's a great shooter, too. The point guard for that team is LeBron James. Let's not kid ourselves. LeBron James runs the show there, and that is a big reason why uh, the Cavaliers— but, but honestly, but that's a big reason why the Cavaliers— won the title, as LeBron James is fantastic. You can, you can check out my small forward rankings uh, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com right now. LeBron James is still number one. No spoilers there. But what made Kyrie Irving really special in the playoffs was LeBron took over and let Kyrie work off the ball. And I think that's really good for Kyrie Irving. And I think he needs to be off the ball a little bit more. Uh, doing that helped his team succeed. Uh, Kyrie Irving is a, he's still young. He's still got a lot to learn, but he's a very, very good player. He had a very, very good year last year. He emerged, took over in the playoffs. Those two games, uh, Game 6 and Game 7 that he had, were, were just phenomenal. A deserving champion, a deserving hero of the finals, uh, and, and a player that I'm excited to see what he has next uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers as they defend their champions. It's, it's easy to be on the top, keeping your spot on the top, as the Golden State Warriors learned is the more difficult trick. Number three, and I, and I agree with Ryan on his top four here, number three to me is still Chris Paul. Uh, this, no matter what you want to say about him, Chris Paul is the best pure point guard in the league. He's a pass-first guy who knows how to score. He, he manages a game so, so well that you can't ignore him. You can't really, you can't really uh, expect anything else from him. He just knows how to manage his way through a game and, and just produce. You need if, if the defense is giving him the points, he's going to take the points. If the defense is cutting him off and forcing him to dish it, he's going to find the right guy. He's going to run the offense really well. Yes, there are some things he could probably do a little bit better, and he's gotten up there in age, but Chris Paul still produces at a very, very high level and deserves our respect and recognition still. He's still one of the best point guards in the league. Number two is going to be Russell Westbrook. Again, a lot of people may not say he's a point guard, but he is a point guard. And he is as good as any player in the league right now. Uh, it's going to be really fun to watch him take over a team again. He, he's, a, he's a walking triple-double, which is, you know, for, for someone who people say is really, really selfish and looks for his own shot too much, he passes the ball a lot. He gets a lot of assists. He makes the right plays. Yes, he can be a little reckless at times. He's, he's you know, full go all the time. But that's what makes him good. And if you ask him to change, he's, he's kind of like this generation's Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson... For all you want to say about the way he played, he played he played hard every single night, and you have to respect that. And I respect and I respect that out of Russell Westbrook. He may not always make the smart play, but even in making the bad play, he makes a good play. He helps his team. Even his bad plays help his team. And him taking over this year, there's a reason he's the favorite to win the MVP. He's going to put up some gaudy statistics this year. So watch out for Russell Westbrook. I think he's taken over the spot as the number two point guard. But the number one point guard in the league, I think, without doubt, is Stephen Curry. Say what you want about him. Plenty of people do. Stephen Curry is still one of the best in the league. still probably the best point guard in the league. He deserved to be the MVP. Frankly, I think he deserved to be the unanimous MVP. The fact that there wasn't a unanimous MVP before that is a statement more about the voters than it is about the players. There were unanimous MVPs before Stephen Curry. The voters just didn't vote it that way. This time they did, and he deserved it. His stat lines last year were incredible. He he is a good passer, despite what people think. He's not just a chucker, uh, even though he can do that, and he's good at getting into the paint. 
His finals performance has been the the mocking the thing everyone's mocked all summer. Yes, he didn't play great in the finals. He didn't great play great in the conference finals. He didn't play great after the knee injury, to be frank. Uh, and you have to wonder what would have happened if he were fully healthy for the playoffs. Uh, Stephen Curry, to me, is still the best point guard in the league. I, I, he'd be probably pick number two or three of all players in the league. Like I said, there is no player like Stephen Curry. So where does Alfred Payton rank then? How does Alfred Payton join at least the top 10, if not the top five? Well, Payton's got to shore up what makes him an NBA starter. I think that's the big question we answered this season with Alfred Payton. Is he an NBA starter? Is he a guy that the Magic can peg as their starting point guard? Like I said, I think he's good enough that you have a quality option. And so you can't trade him until you get something better. They're going to find out this year if he's really a quality option. Is he like he was his rookie year or like he was his sophomore year, especially on the defensive end? If Peyton can reestablish himself as a quality defender this year, he'll be fine. He'll be a, a top half point guard, probably not scratching the top 10 yet without without a stronger offensive game, but certainly a, a quality starter that the Magic can rely on and, and put in Sharpie at least that you know we were set at point guard for a while. We, we, can, we can live with Peyton as our point guard. That's the big question he has to answer this coming season. If he answers that, it'll be a good year for him. Peyton is very similar to players like Rajon Rondo and Derrick Rose, obviously. We, we talk about the Rondo comparison a lot. Right now, Peyton is very much a, a question mark and someone who has to prove himself this year. He's got models to go. He's got models that he can build off of. Uh, John Wall, he doesn't have John Wall speed. I don't think he's as good and talented as John Wall, but John Wall came into the league without much offense other than just running straight at you. He struggled in the half court. He really grew. Alfred Payton's going to have to show some growth this year and develop and develop into a, a strong point guard. Um, this will be a big year for Alfred Payton, like I said. I think we'll learn a lot about him and his place in the NBA long-term uh, this season. So, Definitely something to watch. It's a very strong point guard group. Like I said, I mean, I could even go down to Lillard, Wall, and Lowry in the top five. There's some very, very good point guards in this league. If Rose is healthy, we know what he can do. When Rondo's churning and isn't just just chasing stats, we know what he can do. There are some very, very good players in the in the NBA at this point guard position, and that's why it's one of the most important positions on the floor right now. Now we're going to turn our attention over to the Eastern Conference and a column that I wrote about a week ago now, uh, just saying the Eastern Conference is a mess. There is no other way to say it. The Eastern Conference is just uh, uh, going to be so interesting to watch develop this year. I really can't describe it any other way. Every team pretty much, except for, I would say, Brooklyn and Philadelphia, are legitimately sitting here saying, we can make the playoffs. Now, I'm in the boat right now with the Orlando Magic that they're probably that I'm not ready to pull the trigger and say they'll make the playoffs. I think they can, but I'm not ready to say they will. I don't think it's a guarantee. But I think you can say that about a lot of these Eastern Conference teams. Uh, you look at every team, and there is a legitimate question that needs to be answered. And whether those questions get answered is going to be 
the key to their season. You go down the list. Even teams that you think are playoff locks. I mean, it, let's, let's for argument's sake, say Cleveland, Boston, Toronto are your playoff locks. I think they're in pretty much no matter what. So go to your next group of teams. Detroit. A lot of people, I'm, I'm a fan of Detroit. I think Detroit's pretty much in. But it's always a question where a young team going from eight to, to five, you know, really being comfortable in the playoffs, is growth is growth a, a straight line up? Is it like a straight slope up? Or are there dips? And, and with San Van Gundy, I, I, I feel pretty confident answering that question that they'll continue to grow. But who knows? Look at the Atlanta Hawks. They add a player in Dwight Howard, a big player to their roster. Uh, How does he affect things? Can they still run their motion offense, their read and react offense, with a center who has to be planted in the paint like he does? Look at the Indiana Pacers. Do all the changes that the Pacers have made, both their coaching staff, their personality, their personnel, does that affect what they do? Can they keep up their defense at the Frank Vogel levels with a new coach, with a new identity, with with several new players? It's a big question. Look at the Charlotte Hornets. Can they repeat what they did last year? Look at the Miami Heat. Can they survive without Dwayne Wade? Do they have enough veterans? Are there veterans enough? Can Chris Bosh be healthy? Look at the Chicago Bulls. Is the Fred Hoiberg experience going to work? Can that backcourt work together? Look at the Milwaukee Bucks. Does that youth come together finally? Can they recapture the defense that made them a playoff team two years ago? And what about the New York Knicks? What about the New York Knicks? Are all those headlines finally going to deliver something to them? And the Magic, of course, have the big question about their offense and about whether all those pieces fit together and whether the young players can take steps up. So just about every team in the Eastern Conference has a very big and very serious question to answer this year. It isn't just a... To me, predictions are about certainty because we don't want to look like we're getting egg in our face. And that's why we get surprised. The Magic have a lot more questions to answer than I'm comfortable answering today, which is why I think they're out. Or at least... They have a lot more questions to answer than some of these other teams that I'm looking at. Like, I feel confident about the Detroit Pistons and how they'll answer those questions. The Indiana Pacers, I feel relatively confident about that they'll answer those questions. The Charlotte Hornets, I feel very confident about, and I think they'll answer that question and be back in. The Atlanta Hawks, I think they won't answer the questions as fully as, as they have in the past, but I feel fairly confident that they'll answer their questions, and get in. So again, we're and then I didn't even mention the Washington Wizards and whether they can recapture what they had. So again, so many teams, so many teams have big questions to answer this offseason that they've got to answer to make the playoffs. And it's going to make the Eastern Conference fascinating. It's already fascinating. You know, I don't think it's just us. I don't think it's just us Magic fans thinking about this and wondering, uh, are, the Ma- are the Magic going to make the playoffs? How do we make the playoffs? You know, certainly 
a lot of us probably believe we're better than a lot of these teams already. And certainly there's the optimists among us and the pessimists among us. But on balance, we're asking a lot of these questions and wondering how they're going to come up and coming up with their own answers. And what I'm saying today is every other fan base is thinking the same thing. Every other fan base is, is asking these big questions too and trying to find their own answers before the season starts. And, and like, like, Spence, like uh, Orlando Magic Daily contributor Spencer, uh, Spencer Henderson said, You know, we can't, it's not the time to answer these questions and panic about our ability or inability to answer these questions. Now it's time the time to raise them and be on the lookout for them, but not necessarily to answer them. And I think that approach is right. Certainly fans are going to believe the best. They're going to believe that all these answers get questioned in the affirmative, and they should. That's, that's what hope is. And I think the Magic can. I mean, I think the Magic can be a playoff team. And have to expect that they will be. That they will answer a lot of these questions and take that step up. Whether I'm willing to, you know, put my prediction, on, you know, and my neck on the line for it right now, I don't know. I, I still have a lot of studying and, and researching and, and thinking to do on this matter, as, as I've done all offseason here with Orlando Magic Daily. And on Locked on Magic, of course. But everyone in the East is, a- is asking these big questions too. And just because we're asking them and, and struggling with them doesn't mean everyone else doesn't either. And that's going to make this season, this 2017 season, so much fun to watch. And we're a month away from training camp opening. And I, I just can't wait. I mean, get, get Eurobasket done. Let's, 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 let's get this moving and let's get this season started. I am, I am so pumped up. On that note, I'll close today's show. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to Locked on Magic. Again, you can find us on iTunes, Audio Boom, and Stitcher. We'll be on TuneIn soon as well. So be sure to check us out there. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, get us downloaded automatically onto your uh, onto whatever you use to listen to podcasts or to listen to the show. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. We really appreciate the love. I, I, I've been getting nothing but positive feedback to the show and I'm I'm always excited to do this every morning or in this case this afternoon sorry for the late show again today we'll be back again tomorrow a uh, relatively special episode I'm hoping to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the Orlando sports scene as Thursday is a pretty big day uh, for those that live in Orlando so I'm hoping to get a little bit more information to you on that otherwise we're going to be talking a little bit about Aaron Gordon as well so be stay tuned for that I'm really excited about tomorrow's show uh, as uh, we hit the hit the real doldrums of the summer here and get ready for the beginning of the season. Like I said, I cannot wait. And I cannot wait to see you all again tomorrow here on Locked On Magic. Be sure to check out all the other Locked On podcasts as well. They're available on iTunes and Audio Boom, some as well on Stitcher. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and I'll see you tomorrow here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. 
and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.